we have in this week's parsha the episode of selling Yosef. I want to talk about one specific nakuda within that Misa. Muvain says, don't kill him. Throw him into the boyer. Ruven's plan was to return him to Yaakov Avinu. Meantime, Ruven, the portion explained, he went back, he, he was being Mishamish Yaakov, who was doing tshuva. So they sell Yosef, and Ruven comes back. Yosef Ruven ala borbine ain Yosef babur ava yikres begod. The Yosef aloch of the Yom Ayel at an end of ani ono ani bo. So he says, "Where's the kid? And what 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 what's going to be with me?" So Rashi ono ani bo ono evrach mitzarish for Abba. How am I going to run away from the pain of my father? So you have to know. First of all, what's he? He's worried about the pain of Yaakov. What about the fact that Yosef is missing? Right. It doesn't mention anything about that. His his main concern is um, it could be they told him they sold Yosef, but he's worried about the pain of Yaakov. So uh, you have to understand what's going on over here. So Midrashim um, say that Ruvain said, "I'm the Bechayer. They're going to blame me." But why would he get the blame? He wasn't even there when it happened. So. If you take a look at the Midrashim... So when he said that he was concerned about Yaakov, he wasn't concerned about Yaakov, he was concerned about what he's going to... how Yaakov's going to deal with him? No, he, he, no, he says, on uh-huh. The pain of my father, what am I going to do? The pain that it's causing him. So he obviously took an achrayis over here. So the Midrash... Two fascinating things. The Midrash says that... Um, the Medrash says, where was he? It was Shamish's father. And then it says like this, You tried to save Yosef's life. So Ruben was zoichet that the first Ori Miklot were... Uh, Established in his chelik of Eretz Yisrael, the Eder Ayardei, as Betzar Midbar, because it was his chus, because he's the one who was peseach batzolus tefoshes. Then there's another medrash. The medrash says, by Yosef Ruvin al Aboyer, and Omolei Hakadosh Baruch Hu, may Oylem Leichot Adam Lafone Be'Osetshuva. No one ever sinned in the tshuva. Biato posachto b'tshuva tchila, and you started tshuva. Chayecha sheben bincha oimidu posach tshuva tchila. So your enikol is going to be the one to open up and say nevuah about tshuva, and that was choysheya, as it says, tshuva Yisrael ad Hashem lekerchi kishalta b'avinech. So the question over here is, aside from why he's so upset about Yaakov's tsar, the question is, he's not the first person to do tshuva. Other Marishan the Tshuva, the Medrash says, Other Metkayan, he says, What happened with Yochait? So he says, Nisbasarti. So the other said, He didn't know that Tshuva was so gewaldic, and at that point he says, Miz Mashila Yoy Mashabas. What? He didn't do Tshuva before. What's that Russian Nisbasarti? Yeah. I guess I mean it's Mashaarti. I, I was I made up shorter with Hashem. Somehow we worked it out. Yeah. So um, so so Adam the Tshuva, Kain the Tshuva. We know Yishmol the Tshuva because Yishmol 
Rashi says he did tshuva because he put Yitzchak in front of him when they buried the uh, when, when they buried Avram. So it's clear that Yishmael uh, also was about tshuva. So let's try to move in the first one to do tshuva. So there's etlachateirutzim. One teretz they say is that um, everybody else before they did tshuva got an azifa from Hashem. Kadosh Baruch Hu let them know they did something wrong. And so they did tshuva. Ruve never got that, and he still did tshuva. Before anybody critiqued him, he was already doing tshuva. The Reish's Chochma says that they did tshuva for doing an Aveira. They did a loisase. Kayin murdered. Adam didn't listen to the Isser to eat from the Eitz and they brought death to the world. Ruve was over on Kibbut Aveim, right? So uh, that, that's a different type of tshuva. But uh, I want to share another terrace that they saw. That, um, what, what is what is Ruben afraid of? So, brought that in Sforum that nobody ever was Muhammad his mother like Ruvain. Ruvain, it says, when he was five or seven years old, he brought his mother flowers. Why did he bring her flowers? Because she knew she was upset. She hadn't had children for a while. And he wanted to, that either the flowers had some uh, capacity to give you pregnancy, or he wanted to make her happy, whatever his cheshman was, but he, he felt for his mother. And so when, when Rachel died, you would have thought that Yaakov would have moved his bed into Leah's tent, he moved into Billah's tent. So Reuven stood up for his mother, and he took the tent, the bed, and he put it into Leah's tent. So Yaakov didn't have Tainus and Reuven that he did a terrible thing. He was taking up for his mother. But he did it very quickly. So the father, Yaakov's only time was Pachas Kamayim. It was too impetuous. He should have thought about it first. He should have given it the Shtiklamu Cheshben. What are you jumping into doing something? So that was the time of Pachas Kamayim, the Mela Altoiser. So that was his only time. So but when, when Ruben understood that he did something wrong, he did a Moira de Kachuva. Now, you find that um, when the brothers came to Betrayim, when, when Yosef uh, accused them of being spies, and they realized they're in trouble and Yosef is threatening them, so Ruvain says to the brothers that um, I told you I'll techtu banal the gam domoi he named So Rash is what's the pshat the gam domoi? So the gam was Moises that he's telling to them, and also the pain of Yaakov Avinu was also nidrash. The blood of Yaakov Avinu was also the pain that you caused your father. That's also what we're being mourned for. So he Vaiter tells them. The Boinishim is getting re- eating with us, not only because of Yosef, because of the, because of, the, of, of of Yaakov also. Here again, he's tiny to them that there's a tiny here that um, there's going to be a tiny because you, you, you check it with Yaakov Avinu. You find, so, so it comes out like this. What was Ruvain worried about? Ruvain felt that, what did I do wrong? I was mezalzal in the covenant of my father. I took his bed and I moved it. You know, which kid takes his father's bed and puts it someplace else? It was a it was mezalzal in my father's covenant. Ruvain is afraid. I still Veki can be mezalzal in your father. And now the brothers are not worried about my father. They're not worried about his feelings. They're willing to sell you safe. 
And what about your father's feelings? What about his tsar? You don't care about it. It's my fault. They learned from me to be mezalzal in that. That's what Ruben is worried about. And that's what he's doing tshuva. That by my behavior cause somebody else to do something wrong, that's what he's doing tshuva on. And on that, the, the, the Brian Shimon says, no one ever did tshuva for something that he may have caused somebody else to do wrong. Most people do tshuva what I did wrong. That I, perhaps, in my behavior, caused the mikshel for somebody else. Nobody ever did tshuva for that. You're worried about that. So that's how Shea comes and he says, People were nikshel over your avoidance. That's what you've got to do tshuva for. Sometimes we don't realize how people look at us and they learn from us and say, oh, you're a, you're a yid, you're from a yid, so you do this so I can do this too, right? So that's what he was afraid of. And that's what you find also in, in the Medrash Tanchuma. It brings down that, that by Yehuda, Yehuda, in this week's parsha, he ends up going and getting married and then his two sons died and his, his tumble is waiting for Shayla. Tells the shingles in the freezer, you can't marry him, and so it takes time. And then she hops it. The whole story takes place. So the Medrash Tachuma says that Hashem said to Yehuda, You don't have any children till now. You don't know the Tsar that children can cause you. Or the tsar of losing a child. You caused pain to your father. And you said Yosef was killed by an animal. Now you're going to know the tsar of giving one. And you're going to have to bury your, 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 your children. So Yosef, Yehuda was taka punished because of the zilzal in, in Yaakov Avinu. So this is what... what uh, Ruvain was worried about that. My hate should be goyrim, that my brother should have less respect for Yaakov Avinu because of my behavior. It's my fault. For that, he did shuva. And that, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, and so, that's the pshat, ki koshalta vaveinecha. That's also, it's a nusach you say sometimes by a, by a levaya. We say, when we say, I think the, the, the parak, you say, we go to the base, oilam. So we say, gedoyl hu eitz of aroif hu alila asher so what does it mean? So the pshat is, you give to a person kedrochav. What did he do? What were his ways? His mitzvahs, his averus. But what the primalolov, the paris of your behavior? That's what somebody else was affected. Somebody else can be affected by your behavior. We don't even realize how we can affect other people. And so that Gemara says, And it says, Somebody who's goizel, he's goizel from the clients, means say he, he eats without a bracha, he's a friend of Yevrova Menevot. So the guy says, well, I don't even know who Yevrova Menevot is, but he's his friend. Terence says, he was machti Yisrael. He was the biggest chayta yumachti. You take food, if you don't make a bracha, and people see you, you're a chayta yumachti like Yevrova Menevot. So there's a way that a miser of Shol Shevron tells over. He was once giving a shir, he used to give a shir in Zichon Moshe every Friday night. So one Friday night he got up and he said, there are two yidden over here 
that were causing someone to, to, to shave with a razor on Shabbos. So no, he's talking about, you know, who's, who, who here is causing people to shave with a razor, who's shaving with a razor, whatever the miser was. So Rav Sholem told over that him, he used to go around with another year from Brazil, a virus, I forgot how he pronounced the name, but uh, another hush of a year, they used to go around trying to close the stores for Kobe Shabbos. And they would go with a shoifer and blow shoifer before Shabbos, and they would try to get all the stores to close in time for Shabbos. So he said they one day came one Friday to the end of the block where the barber shops were. And so they're closing up the barber shops. And they go to one guy, he's still giving haircuts, and they say, uh, it's almost the time to close up for Shabbos. He says, I close when the last customer is finished. Even you know, don't make a difference to me. When the last customer gets his haircut, that's when I close up shop. So they tell him Shabbos, Shabbos. He says, "Listen, keep on my business." So they keep trying, and the guy is very adamant. One day, in the middle of the giving a haircut, he has a heart attack, collapses. He's rushed to the hospital. So Reb Sholem says to this 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 yid, "I think we should go visit him." So they go to the hospital, he's in the ICU, he's surrounded with tubes coming in and out and everything like that. And, you know, he sees them, and he's, you know, he's taken aback that they came to visit him. And so they talk to him and they tell him, listen, we'll make you a deal. You know, we're going to daven for you, you should have a refuah shalema, and you're going to close up your shop before Shabbos. And, you know, he eats maskin, and Shalom says, I gave him a, you know, berchus kahunim, berchus kainim. And we left, and sure enough, he got out of the hospital, recuperated. A few weeks later, he's back in his barber shop, and they come, Erev Shabbos, the store is closed, the sign-up is closed, and this goes on for several weeks, several months. The guy is closed, Erev Shabbos, Mamish, before, before Lichvention, the store is closed, people come, they want to get a haircut, the store is closed. One week, they're walking by, the store is open again, Friday afternoon. Even haircuts. They go in there and review what happened. We made a deal. You had a heart attack. You had a refuah. Well, what kind of business is this? He says, ah, it's all a bluff. They said, what are you talking about? He says, let me tell you what happened. I was, uh, you know, I came to for him. And my father's yard site. I needed a minion. He told me, go to Zichron Moshe. I went to Zichron Moshe. I got there early, before Mincha time. And finally, I hear someone's calling Mincha. I went in to David Mincha. And I'm davening. It's my father's yard site. I'm trying to have the Shtaka Kavona. And two from a Yidden, you know, with longer payas and beards, they walk in. One guy's got a, a box full of shoes. And another guy's got a box full of cash. And they're, they're talking in the middle of Shemona Esrei. And they're counting the money. And I went, shh. And they go back to me, shh. And, you know, so I finally, I, afterwards, I, I go over to them and I say, you know, I tried to daven over here. They say, oh, leave us alone. I point to the wall, there's a sign there, but it says in Shulchan Aruch, you're not supposed to talk by davening, middle of davening, stare people. And they say, just you mind your own business. And so I said, if that's the way these people with the long pay, you said, all that, that's the way they behave. So the whole thing is a bluff. So, you know, forget about it. I'm going back to work in the shops. So Rav Shom says, this guy's going to come to Shemaim one day and they're going to say to him, you know, you used a razor on Shabbos. Uh, you gave a guy a haircut with a razor on Shabbos. He says, what are you talking about? I never gave a haircut. And I'll show a video of what happened. That did you guys, because you talked by Davening and you shepherded this guy, and this guy's, you know, he's fragile. 
and you, you, you acted to him like Mashiganas, and this way you behave that way, and this is what you would go to him. You don't realize that sometimes you act a certain way, and you can you can create havoc in somebody's life. You never know what people do, people see. So you have to be very careful, and that's the the Yisoyed for him. So um, this is why Ruben was so nervous. He says, how are you talking I, I was Mazalzal in my father's covenant, and now the brothers are Mazalzal. It's all my fault, and that's why the truth, and that's Hikashalta Bavinecha. And so they say that's the Pshat. It says in Shira Shirim, Hadudoim Nosnu Reach, Vialpsachenu Kolmagodim. So Chazal say, what's the Pshat? Hadudoim Nosnu Reach, which refers to Yehuda, to Ruvain. And our psechein called on our door and our windows or our doorway are all sweet things. That refers to the menorah of Hanukkah. So what's the cash between Reuven and Hanukkah? So it's for him say that the, the, the why why were the um, why why the Klal suffer that they they the Mesiavim destroyed the base of Migdash whatever they did. So the Bach says because they were disrashal in the Avoida. What was the pshat that with this rashul and the avoided? There was a sh- one of the one of the mishpachas that worked. One of the mishpachas of the levim was mishpachas bilga, and they used to come late. And since they were mizalzal in the avoida, it caused the rifian in the entire avoida, and because of that, it caused the, the whole sorrow that they had. What was the tikkun? The, the, the zilzal was that they were mezazel in the avoida. One shavit started coming late. Everyone came late. It started to become a pattern. So Moshe said, you're not, you're not, you're misrashal in the avoida. We'll take it away. What was the tikkun? To go the other extreme, to be mahadr in the avoida. So when they came, they finally came back to the base of Mignesh and they wanted to light them up. They could have said, Shem and Tom is good. Tumah We'll light Shem and Tom in that name. We're going to do it the best way possible. We're going to, we found the Pach Shem we're going to light it, and we're going to make it work. And they did the best they could do. That's why, by the mirror nace of Hanukkah, the only time you have such a concept of being mahadrin in a mahadrin, right? No, there's any mahadrin in a mahadrin. God's Klai Yisrael is mahadrin in a mahadrin. That's the tikkun for the Yisrashlis and the Avleda. So same thing, Ruvain over here felt that he was Misrashil. Somebody learned from him. He did something wrong. The tikkun is to go to the other extreme. That's what it says, that Hadudim knows the Reich is Ruvain, and the tikkun is the neighbor's Hanukkah. So there's one cute thing I wanted to share. We have a few more minutes on the parsha. also. This is a word from Rabbi Elia Borch Finkel. That's how. That you find in the Pasuk that it says that when, when Yosef went down to Mitzrayim, so they were carrying good spices. Right? So Rashi says that, you know, didn't want Yosef to smell the gefer-lucha smell of tar and oil that they would generally bring. So instead, it turned out that they're carrying besamim. And once they're carrying besamim, they don't want to ruin the besamim, so they have to wash down all their camels so the camels don't ruin the besom. So Yosef went down first class, right? So so that's what Rashi says. So the kasha is, Rebellion Baruch Finkel asks, who cares? Now he's being stripped naked, thrown into a pit. They take him out of the pit. They sell him to Mitzrayim. He doesn't have anything. He knows that his father thinks he's dead, so his father's not davening for him. He doesn't have his children. He doesn't have his farm. He doesn't have nothing. He doesn't know where he's going, what's going to be, right? And he thinks it's him on what it smells like. So he says... There's several different yeshivas. He goes through how each yeshiva would answer this question. Right? So he says, 
in Kelm, Kelm was very marked on every every single nuance, right? There was Eli Lapian once waiting by a bus stop. And he turned to look at the bus was coming and said, Oi, and Kelm, they would have given me a patch. What are you looking? It's not going to come any faster if you look. There's no reason to look. There's no reason to make that move. Everything was, David Pavarsky was a Kelmer. He would walk every morning at 4 a.m. to Yeshiva exactly the same route. Never changed. No reason to change. Exact same time. Everything was exact. Right? So their time, their shot would be, Moshe is saying, listen, you've got to get a punishment because you spoke Lashon about your brothers. But it's going to be exact. There's no reason why you have to have a bad smell. That's not a chelik and oinish. So everything is oiske perfectly, and that was the way Kelgo answered. Right? Now, you get to uh, the Slabotka, Mishan. The Slabotka was that idea that the chashivas of a person. That Slabotka, they would say, a bocha needs a cup of coffee and to learn better. So you still for how many millions of dollars go into planting coffee beans and how many workers work to make the machine that brews the coffee. And, you know, by the time you realize that half the world is producing this one cup of coffee, so this one bocher can, can have a better seder. So, that was Slabotka. So, in Slabotka, they would say that the mensch, you know, in, in every matzah, stark, you know, so he, he's been sold as a slave and he's naked and he's arid, but so he realizes, oh, so Mela by him has to, have smell, has to have a good smell, right? You know, because by him, uh, he, he he's not going to let himself down. So Mela, it's going to smell good too. That was the Slobotka Mahalo. The Vardik, on the other hand, they, they would have pulled back and said, the Vardik, if you bought a new hat, they made you sit on it and crush it so it shouldn't look good, right? They're, they're, they're anything you know, fancy, yeah, take it and tear it apart, right? They, they would look at, you know, Shviris Hamidis, you know, that's the way you had to do it in the Vardik. And so they would say, look at this, a yid is going, a guy's going down to the tribe, right? And Vos on. What it smells. Moshe has to tell them to a good smell. There's nothing not to get to Yosef, but the Muslim would be, uh, people are crazy, right? Not an Irish guy. You're, you're going into slavery, so get to what it smells like. You've know, you got bigger problems in life, but people are so small sometimes that so they would be working on the, the, the smallness of people. <laughs> they would look at it from that way. That was their title that you have to learn from there. Then he says, uh, in Brisk, everything was tired. Brisk, there's nothing but tired. Right? So brisk, they would say, um, you know, the problem would be if it had a bad smell, he'd have a Shiloh, where's the smell coming from? I don't know what the Makori to smell is, I don't know if I can learn Taira. So the Mailer, Boishim had to tell to a good smell, so Yosef didn't have to worry, where's the smell coming from? So he wouldn't have to move out a minute from learning. So that was the brisk of Mahalach. Then you get to uh, Tells. The Tells was a little bit more Eiskefeshment. They had Shirei Das, not that. Uh, so in Tells, Rabbi uh, Mordechai Programansky said, that the Pshat is like this. What's Torah teaching you? That you know, If you want to know, you see two people coming to somebody with a knife. You want to know, is this guy a murderer or a surgeon? So how do you tell the difference? If he's a murderer, he doesn't bother sterilizing the knife before he stabs you. If he's a surgeon, he wants to make sure that the knife is sterilized. Right? So the same thing. What's Bonisham doing with you? He's sending him down to Mitzrayim. Is he sending that because you didn't have air, I'm throwing you to the dogs? Or is he saying, I want to be masaking you? This is for the purpose of making you greater, right? So how do you tell the difference? If he sends him down and it stinks, he says, I don't care, get out of here, I don't care what it is. But if I'm sending it down, but I want it to be a perfect smell, then you know that this is a procedural procedure. And therefore, I'm sending you down in a surgical procedure. 
right? Now, in the mirror, mirror's whole yesoid was Amuna. Their whole, their survival of Chatzkel Levenstein was all Amuna and HaKadosh Baruch So their, their mahalach was that, let's say your kid is about to have an operation. So they take him into the surgical room and the kid is scared stiff and he's crying. He doesn't have his parents. And, and they're about to, you know, to put him to sleep. And he's petrified. All of a sudden he sees, he looks at the window, he sees his mother waving at him. He says, oh. Now he knows everything is okay because mommy is there. He says, the relation is saying, you're going down, but I'm with you. And I'm showing him with you because it smells good. Relation is way of showing, right? So I figure, so how would Dr. Tejastin type this up, right? So this is the Hasidish Mahalach also, is that the word reyach is also similar to the word ruach, right? The ruach of a person is a reyach. That's why you smell the sonam after Shabbos, right? And so... Rebbeinu is saying to him, listen, you have a neshama, you have a guf, right? The only thing that the neshama is nana from is a good smell, is the reach, right? Because I want you to know, they maybe take away your clothing, they can take away, but they can't take away your neshama. And therefore the reach you can have in your neshama, that they can never take away from you. And therefore, each, each the different way of touching the pasuk for every I single... I happen to like the last answer best. What? <laughs> you have to go like the last answer best. Okay, very good. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the. Right. Well,